Where's the line between maintaining election integrity and security of, of our voting system and and accommodating voters? We already let people vote two weeks before the election in Wisconsin. I think any claims that we're trying to restrict people from voting are absurd. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. Welcome to another edition of Fact Check. Fact Check is your only dependable source of state and local news from a conservative perspective. A top issue for Republican voters is election integrity in Wisconsin. Donald Trump has asserted widespread fraud. The Republican-controlled legislature has passed bills aimed at securing our elections. State Democrats complain that Republicans are trying to suppress votes. Bill, you've been saying that voters in Wisconsin can be confident that their votes will be counted in November. Now an article in the La Crosse Tribune shows that Wisconsin's voter ID law had no effect on turnout. Who's right? Are Republicans trying to suppress votes? Are Democrats engaging in fraud? What do you think? Well, I think that absolutely Wisconsin voters can be confident that their votes will be counted in November. And I say that because at our last state executive committee meeting, I asked our state election integrity director about the possibility that machines are going to manipulate votes. And he told me, absolutely not. We have a process called Voter Verified Paper Audit Trail. So every vote cast in our state has a paper trail that can be verified. And after the election... 10% of those voting machines will be audited. So people can have a high degree of confidence in the fact that their vote is going to count in the state of Wisconsin. Turnout in our elections has been very high. Allegations that Republican efforts to secure our elections or voter suppression really have no basis in fact. Here in La Crosse County, we had 89.5% turnout. Which is really outstanding. It's incredible. Yeah. Basically 90% of Registered voters voted in November of 2020. And I read an article by Chris Rickert of the Wisconsin State Journal. It was published in the La Crosse Tribune on September 12th. Rickert stated that there is little evidence that Wisconsin voting laws have dampened turnout or that making voting easier has led to fraud at the ballot box. Rickert cites data from the Wisconsin Elections Commission concluding that minority voter turnout has not been affected by Wisconsin's voter ID law. The state legislature passed six election integrity bills, all of which were vetoed by Tony Evers. Does Wisconsin need new laws to govern our elections? There are definitely issues that need to be clarified in our state law because many of them are very vague. An interesting bill, which Evers vetoed, was Senate Bill 203. That bill would have clarified who can help cast an absentee ballot. The McIver Institute wrote a really good story about this. And SB 203 would seek to curb ballot harvesting by allowing only family members, legal guardians, or designated voters to return a person's absentee ballot. That doesn't seem out of line. Right. It's just something that isn't clear in the current state law, and it needs to be clarified. A person designated to return a ballot may only return two ballots for non-family members. The bill also prohibits anyone from being paid to return absentee ballots. So this is all a consequence of what happened in November of 2020. We've talked about it. Super high return rates, 94% of absentee ballots in the city of La Crosse, reports of ballot harvesting. 
I think it's very likely that that that's what happened throughout the state, uh, that ballots were harvested, and, Mm -hmm. and that's how we got these super high return rates on absentee ballots. So the bill would make it clear that ballot harvesting is not legal in Wisconsin. Ironically, because Evers vetoed the bill, a group brought forth a lawsuit in federal court to represent people who have disabilities. And the judge in that case has now ruled that disabled voters can seek help. I must have seen a hundred stories about the fact that they were suing to allow disabled voters to get help. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I had a hard time finding any articles about the fact that Republicans had actually tried to clarify this and that Evers had vetoed the bill. Hmm. So interesting, but absolutely something that needs to be clarified in our state law is is who can who can assist uh, a disabled voter or or an elderly voter. Uh, you know, we all have elderly family members who may need help with an absentee ballot. So uh, that is an area where we definitely need clarification in state law. Were there any other significant bills? The legislature passed Assembly Bill One Seventy Three. It was a bill that would prohibit governments from taking donations from outside organizations. And this bill was uh, a reaction to what some people are calling Zuckerbucks. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, spent millions of dollars across the United States and uh, in Wisconsin in the five largest uh, cities. And of course, those large cities are heavily Democrat voters. It's typical for 80 or 85 percent of the vote in those places to be for Democrats. And so what this money that came in to those five large cities did was it essentially became a Democrat get out the vote campaign. And there's one estimate that I saw that that money and those efforts increased Democrat turnout by 165,000 votes in Wisconsin. So this is another area in the law that absolutely uh, needs to be addressed. I think that it raises an equal protection argument. How can you allow those types of get-out-the-vote efforts in large Democrat cities and not have the same type of efforts or opportunity to vote in rural parts of the state? Right. So that's another area. And again, the Republican bill was vetoed by Governor Tony Evers, but I think that is definitely another area that needs we definitely need legislation to clarify that so in theory that could happen again yes it could in theory happen again all right so there was fraud in the november 2020 election is that true you know there's fraud in every election the the number of cases that are provable is a very small number of cases in in every election i've said consistently that the results in Wisconsin were definitely impacted by a lot of factors. The Mm -hmm. first was the three Democrat commissioners on the Wisconsin Election Commission voting to not allow the Green Party candidate on the ballot. I think that might be the most significant. It's huge because Jill Stein got 31,000 votes in November of 2016, and Donald Trump won the state by, I believe it was right around 29,000. It was in the 20,000 range of votes. So, you know, that's that's definitely another area that uh, I think 
in the future, there needs to be some kind of improvement in the way that the Wisconsin Elections Commission operates. That was clearly a, a partisan vote by those Democrat commissioners. And some of the other factors that I think had a huge impact were what we just talked about, the outside money, millions of dollars from Mark Zuckerberg coming into the five largest cities in the state, which are heavily Democrat. There were clerks that were mailing out thousands of ballots in Milwaukee and Dane County uh, without actually having received a request for those ballots. All this being done under the the guise of of COVID-19. And so, you know, the the last um, part of this was that mailing out all those thousands of ballots helped facilitate ballot harvesting. Mm -hmm. And now we've got a ruling from the Wisconsin Supreme Court that says that ballot harvesting is illegal. Again, we talked about Senate Bill 203 that would clarify who can help people that are disabled with uh, or just family members uh, to help those people cast their ballots. So definitely room for some improvement in our state election laws. Where do we go from here? Well, a lot of this is going to be decided in the November election because Tony Evers has vetoed all attempts to tighten up our state laws that that govern our elections. And I believe it will take a Republican governor to sign these bills into law. And, and there are probably some other areas that need clarification, too. I'd like to see legislation regarding the indefinitely confined elector status. Some states require a medical professional's opinion before somebody is ruled indefinitely confined, our state says the voter is the sole judge as to whether they are indefinitely confined or not. And as we know in this last election, Democrats increased the number of indefinitely confined electors from about 50,000 to over 250,000 people. So there's some abuse going on there. Uh, there's 27,000 of those people are people who voted for the first time. And they didn't have to provide interesting, an ID. interesting. So, yeah, that loophole exists so that our voter ID law is constitutional. There have to be provisions for indefinitely confined electors. I just think our states is probably a little too little too loose. Yeah, first time voters. Twenty seven thousand first time voters. Oh wait, you know how much did Donald Trump lose by in this election? Well, it was less than twenty seven thousand votes. Are those fraudulent votes? No. Those are legal, legally cast ballots in the state of Wisconsin, but I think... But uh, suspicious nonetheless, or the means by which they were voting seems suspicious. They should not have been voting via indefinitely confined elector status unless they were actually confined. I, I actually uh, saw this under um, when I went for the first time in my life to request an absentee ballot from the La Crosse City Clerk's Office. There was a disclaimer on there that said, because of COVID-19, you are indefinitely confined. So, you know, there's there were a lot of things that went on here. Uh, that's an easy way for the city clerk in, in La Crosse, which, again, is a heavy Democrat voting area, to help people get ballots and to do an end run on our state voter ID law. Will that be the case again for this election season? Mm, I don't think so. I think the great majority of people now see COVID-19 as a minor concern. And so I don't think that you'll be seeing, well, I think we would have seen efforts previous to this time where, where they would have been trying to do things. There's a bunch of things we didn't address, like democracy in the park, 
which were satellite voting locations in the city of Madison. Um, you know, how far do we want to take making it easier to vote for people? Where's the line between maintaining election integrity and security of, of our voting system and and accommodating voters. We already let people vote two weeks before the election in Wisconsin. I think any claims that we're trying to restrict people from voting are absurd. You can you can vote absentee, you can vote in person, you you know, you've got two weeks before the election day that you can go cast a ballot. I just don't I just don't see any of those article any of those um accusations is holding water is there a day when we'll be voting online it's hard for me to envision that because even if you could come up with a system that was absolutely ironclad uh secure i think there'd be too many people especially on the republican side that would question that 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 was actually valid and we started the podcast by talking about voter verified paper audit trail even the machines that we use right now are keeping a paper audit trail. So I personally think that's kind of nice. You, I think to have that paper trail that can be audited to know with absolute certainty if our elections are secure is a nice, that, that's a nice thing that we can fall back on if, if in the future we have elections that are being contested again. All right, Bill Fian, thank you so much. And thank you for listening to Fact Check. We'd love to know what you think about election integrity laws and making sure that we're answering your thoughts and questions also. Join the Fact Check Wisdom with Bill Fian Facebook group and we'll take care of answering all of those questions. And of course, subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. Thank you for listening to Fact Check. Fact Check is your only dependable source of state and local news from a conservative perspective.